With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.com to get started. I'm Jason E. Jones, and thank you very much for listening. Wisconsin Badgers. the Green Bay Packers. He drove them to five NFL championships and victories in the first two Super Bowls. Green Bay, Green Bay, Green Bay, Green Bay. 
Friday gigs, we can be cooking some rocks. When it comes to Green Bay, homie, we do this a lot. Whether it's summertime hot or 30 below, stadium stands ice cold before the five feet of snow. We go, cause we ain't feeling that cold. I'll take my shirt off and bear it for the green and the gold. Get out my chest paint, the best of rest state. The pool I'm drinking, keep me warm, but my breath stink. Hardcore fans, we ain't no kind of soda. Man, you can take your weed stats back to Minnesota. Ain't got the Metrodome, but you know it's all good. The Packers having that season, you thought your team should. It didn't fall through, but now we on the top. A little Green Bay pack rapping hard rock. Gotta represent that one team to do it best. Any questions, take a look at the G that's on my chest. The cheese, the packer. Gunslinger, you have to look the part. Brett Favre looks the part of a gunslinger. I think of the greatest, I think of a man called Aaron Rodgers. Because we have seen Tom Brady's, Peyton Manning has came, Joe Montana has came. All those guys play like Tom Brady. We ain't seen an Aaron Rodgers. That's why, because it's something that we've never Gene White was a phenom. He was a wrecking ball. There was a frightening look in their face. They didn't realize what they were facing. As you know, I'm against the defense. Reggie White came out of the USFL where they said there was nobody around. He could fly. Okay, we are debuting a new show that is a pre-show for each week's Packers and Badgers upcoming football games. We're going to call this show, at least for this episode, Cheese and Badgers. I'm your host, Isaac Schreiber. This is part of the Moonshine Jones podcast. Uh, I also host a Veteran Dad co-host on episodes of Vet to Vet from time to time with Moonshine Jones. And I host the MMA show, The Combat Sports Corner, all here on the Moonshine Jones podcast. And we have all kinds of great shows. Uh, new show that just debuted this week, God, Guns, and Grunts with Rob Mitchell. Check it out. Great programming. We got great programming from Brandon Sodergren. Check out his stuff. He's the uh, warrior poet. And, of course, Moonshine Jones himself. And, and uh, my stuff ain't... Ain't too shabby. Um, so we're going to kick it off with Badgers, talking a little bit about the Wisconsin Badgers, who play their first game of the season this Friday night uh, on the Big Ten Network. They'll be kicking the season off against Illinois. Uh, and the Illinois Illini at Camp Randall Stadium in Wisconsin. There will be no fans. Uh, that has already been decided. Um, 
Paul Christ is is the head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers, but those that are are Badgers fans already <laughs> already know that. But that game against Illinois is this Friday at 7 p.m. Camp Randall Stadium. That's 7 Central Time. And it will be on the Big Ten Network. Going to grab some information from Sports Illustrated. Um, no fans allowed for any Big Ten games in 2020. Uh, Illinois was six and seven last year, four and five in the Big Ten. Wisconsin was ten and four last year in the Big Ten. They're ranked fourteenth coming into this season. Uh, they're seven and two in the Big Ten. Uh, the line has Wisconsin winning by nineteen. Um, The last time Illinois pulled off the upset as a double-digit road underdog was the 2007 win at then number one Ohio State. The Illini have lost its last 19 games in this position. Uh, Wisconsin holds a 42-38-7 lead in the series uh, before the miraculous comeback win on homecoming last season. Wisconsin had won nine in a row in the matchup and have won seven in a row in Madison, dating back to 2002. And those of us that are Badgers fans, and hopefully the Badgers team itself, are, we want revenge after last year, big time. Play-by-play um, -play is going to be done by Brandon Godden with James Laurinaitis as the analyst in... Rick Pizzo on the sidelines for radio. Illinois' play-by-play -play guy will be Brian Barnhart and Martin O'Donnell doing the analysis. Um, we're going to look at Wisconsin's running game versus Illinois run defense. Lovey Smith, who is the Illini head coach, uh, the former head coach of the hated Chicago Bears. Uh, not a fan of that Lovey Smith guy. He's broken my heart too many times as a coach in both college and the NFL. Um, Wisconsin will always be a run first team. Um, you know, even without Jonathan Taylor, the Badgers have Garrett Groshek. Um, And the fact that there is an or by his name in the Wisconsin depth chart for this opener suggests Nakio Watson, a redshirt sophomore who's a four-star prospect from Austin, Texas, will get a chance Friday night to put his stamp on the Wisconsin running attack. The key to Wisconsin showing it's reloaded its running game, that it has reloaded its running game, may be proving... They can. Uh, the big question is who will replace Tyler Biades, a three-year starter at center who left for the NFL. Caden Lyles, a fourth-year junior who has yo-yoed from defensive tackle to offensive line in his career, will be the guy responsible for not only all the line of scrimmage checks, but also making a new starter and quarterback 
and tailback feel comfortable. The major problem for Illinois is they'll be debuting four new starters on their defensive line, but will rely on defensive tackles Jamal Woods and Roderick Perry to create havoc at the line of scrimmage. And they have all of the confidence of Lovey Smith. Wisconsin passing game versus Illinois pass defense. They gave the edge on that to Wisconsin. Uh, it says here again from this is I'm getting this information from Sports Illustrated. Uh, if Illinois' inexperienced defensive line can't get a consistent pass rush, it'll be practically irrelevant how well they cover in the back seven. This week gives the Illini's first chance to turn that narrative around as they have the opportunity Friday night to rattle an inexperienced but highly touted redshirt freshman quarterback in Graham Mertz. <clears throat> An elite 11 selection out of high school two years ago, the 2018 Kansas Gatorade Player of the Year selection and a U.S. Army All-American Bowl selection as a senior who completed 61.1% of his passes for 3,886 yards and a Kansas State record 51 touchdowns will get his first collegiate start against a defensive coordinator who has 14 years of experience preparing NFL defenses. An interesting note will be how confident Illinois feels about putting their two cornerbacks on a one-on-one island against inexperienced Wisconsin receiving targets. Of course, Nate Hobbs is a four-year starter and team captain for a reason, but will Wisconsin dare challenge the young duo of Marquez Beeson and or Devin Witherspoon because sometimes tells me that is what Illinois wants the young Mertz to do. Something tells me. Uh, the Illinois running game versus... They gave that edge. They they have that as even just due to the lack of experience. Illinois running game versus Wisconsin's run defense. It's well noted that Illinois lost its top three rushers, Reggie Corbin, Dre Brown, and Rayvon Bonner, and 1,484 yards from last year's rushing attack. However, Illini offensive coordinator Rod Smith thinks the running game could be just as good and when evaluating Smith's offensive philosophy, it better be because putting all the pressure on the quarterback in a drop-back passing game isn't and has never been his style. The three-headed monster of Mike Epstein, Chase Brown, and Jacare Norwood will likely get will likely each get their shot early to prove they can be effective. But until the Illini establish a primary ball carrier, this will be a major question mark. And if it is going to be Epstein, questions remain about whether the injury-plagued tailback can handle a 15-25 to 25 carry effort over a nine-game in nine-week season. Wisconsin's 3-4 defensive front has usually relied on experience and elite-level play from the second level of, at linebacker this year, it is all about the group up front as Wisconsin is loaded at defensive line. With Isaiah Laudermilk, Garrett Rand, and Matt Henningsen 
but the best player in this group might be 318-pound nose tackle Keanu Benton. Illinois, which will bring the most experienced offensive line in the Big Ten in 2020, will need to figure out a way to move Benton and get to the linebackers in the run game to have any success. Edge goes slightly to Wisconsin. This is according to Sports Illustrated. Illinois passing game against Wisconsin's pass defense. Let's first establish that Jim Leonard, Wisconsin's defensive coordinator, is one of the best in college football. And the fact he doesn't have a head coaching job has to be his choice and not one by athletics directors in desperate need of a solid coaching hire. He'll have a plan for all these passing weapons in the Illini offense. This is the game where Brandon Peters can establish himself as a legit NFL prospect because he has six wide receivers with significant playing experience in college football, three tight ends he can trust in the passing game, and an offensive line that returns four starters and got significantly better each and every week last season. The good news for Illinois is if they get behind, they're set up to never be out of a football game. As the Illini passing attack was 36 of 65 for 491 yards and three touchdowns, went down by 8 to 14 points last season. They give the edge to Illinois. Special teams. The Illini bring back two of the best kickers in all. Big Ten punter Blake Hayes and James McCourt. The man with one swing of the leg famously knocked off number six Wisconsin in Champaign last season. Mistakes are not usually part of the deal for the Illini special teams under Bob Legaschke. Personally, I'm intrigued by Jacare Norwood being involved in the kick return game as a returner, and the Badgers have to replace their two biggest strengths. Kickoff specialist Zach Hintz, who is practically a touchback machine, and returner Aaron Krushank, who <laughs> transferred to Rutgers in the offseason. Wisconsin made field goals uh, in adventure last season as... <laughs> Place kicker Colin Larsh went 5 of 11 on field goals at 30 yards or more last season. Returns for his junior season. The edge goes to Illinois. Intangibles. Despite not having a spring season and a truncated training camp due to the Big Ten offseason coronavirus, Lovey Smith says this is the most prepared team He's ever had going into a season opener as it, nice as it was for Illini fans to see his team go back to a bowl last season. Everybody associated with this Illinois program has been pointing to the 2020 campaign, campaign as the breakout season. There's too much available talent on both sides of the ball to not have modest expectations, and they enter a season opener knowing they can beat this opponent after having done it in dramatic fashion last season. However, Paul Christ isn't 52-16 in his five seasons with the Badgers by mere accident. 
All he's done since taking over his hometown program is win 10, 11, 13, 8, and 10 games to turn Wisconsin into an instant Western Division favorite and a sneaky college football playoff qualifier candidate every season. Defeating the Badgers in Madison is a very tricky task, and since 2016, only three head coaches have been able to figure out how to do it. Urban Meyer of Ohio State in 2016, Kalani Sataki, BYU in 2018, and P.J. Fleck from Minnesota in 2018. Their prediction, number 14, Wisconsin, 27-21 over Illinois. Uh, they talked about going with the upset. Listen, yes, there are some young guys on this Badgers team, some untested. We have some questions at quarterback. We got an inexperienced kid, but there's a reason he beat out Cohen for this starting job. There's a reason he's going to start. We're figuring things out at running back, but I've never, ever worried about Wisconsin finding a run attack. Uh, they usually get, you know, if you're going to play running back, uh, Wisconsin's not a bad school to end up with. And, and, and the young offensive line, again, you want to be a big-time NFL offensive lineman, come to Wisconsin. We produce some of the best, Joe Thomas, uh, Mark Tauscher, just to name a couple. Um so, <clears throat> yes, Wisconsin has a young team. They've got some question marks in different areas. But when we have Paul Christ as head coach, and we got a guy like Jim Leonard as our defensive coordinator in his mind and the way it works. Listen, the guy's played for and picked the brains of for years, some of the best defensive minds in the game of football at any level. Uh, Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He was a solid contributor to the Badgers defense when he played there. Uh, he went on to have success not only as a return man, but a defensive player under guys like Rex Ryan, um, who just loved having Jim Leonard there. That's why he brought him to the Jets from the... Uh, the Ravens, and let's not forget the guy, as a defensive player, played on the Ravens and the Jets in AFC Championship games. This guy knows what it takes at defense to win big games, even with other inexperienced players or, or, or what you got to do when you're coming in a role position. His knowledge is invaluable to these young kids at this program. I Wisconsin's going to win this game, but I say they're going to win it by two touchdowns. One, they got a chip on their shoulder and a bad taste in their mouth from last year. Uh, two, I think people are sleeping on them. 
However, ESPN earlier this week said that the Wisconsin Badgers are the team to beat in the Big Ten West. And I agree with that. I think they win the West again and will probably play Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship. But, you know, that's why the games are played. We'll find out on the field. I look forward to this game Friday night. We'll have more information next week uh, leading up to next week's uh, game. Um, and, and, you know, we'll recap and see how this, this one turned out. If I was right, if uh, Sports Illustrated was more on track, uh, I, I will we'll have all that information next week. Here in a minute, we're going to take a break, then we're going to come back and talk Packers. Week 7 NFL football taking on, traveling to Houston to take on to Texas after uh, the disastrous outing against the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. So we got this game coming up. The Badgers have this game coming up on uh, Friday in Madison. Then they travel to Lincoln, Nebraska on the 31st, Halloween, 2.30 in the afternoon uh, to face the Nebraska Cornhuskers. So we'll discuss the game. That game coming up uh, next week. They'll also, you know, Nebraska, we'll see how they did coming off the game against Ohio State. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back to discuss the Packers on the second half of the Cheese and Badgers weekly football preview. Welcome back to Cheese and Badgers. I am your host, Isaac Schreiber. We finished up the last segment talking about the Badgers' upcoming game against Illinois, a game where they're looking for redemption after being upset last year. The Badgers come into the season ranked 14th. And now it's time to move on to the second half of our show where we talk about that green and gold team that... Wisconsinites everywhere just love. I'm talking about the team with the big G's on their helmet. The team from Town, USA. I'm talking about those Green Bay Packers. So the first thing we're going to talk about was yesterday they made some moves. Uh, they signed, this, I get this information from Fansided. Um... And it says, Field Yates of ESPN reported that Packers have signed linebacker James Burgess off the Falcons practice squad onto their 53-man roster. Uh, Burgess is an experienced player coming out of, was an experienced player when he came out of Louisville in 2016. Uh, he has bounced around during his NFL career, however. During his rookie year alone, was on five different teams before finding a home with the Cleveland Browns during the 2017 and 2018 seasons, and then eventually the New York Jets last year. His most recent season with the Jets was his most productive in only 10 games, all of which he started. Uh, he led the team in tackles with 80, including 8 for a loss. Uh, he also added an interception, a forced fumble, half a sack, and a quarterback hit. 
Um, he has shown that he can be a dependable backup, and right now that is what our Green Bay Packers need. Christian Kirksey is still sidelined with an injury. Kamal Martin is yet to be activated. And after playing nearly 90% of the defensive snaps and that one-sided loss to Tampa Bay, we saw Chris Barnes roughed up on a special teams play. In addition to signing Burgess, the Packers made two other roster moves on Tuesday as well. The first was placing cornerback Perry Nickerson on injured reserve after he left Sunday's game with a hamstring injury. He was signed by the Packers just before the season started and is known for his blazing speed, running a low 4-3 40-yard dash time at the NFL Combine. Uh, he was activated for the first time this season against the Bucks. So, unfortunate for Perry Nickerson. The second move they made was releasing wide receiver... Kalija Lipscomb from the practice squad. Uh, he is an undrafted rookie uh, coming out of this year's draft class. He played in 46 games at Vanderbilt, uh, hauling in nearly 2,400 yards and 22 touchdowns. After recently working out for the Packer, Packers, he was signed to the practice squad just last week. Uh, there was one other move that took place Tuesday evening, but this one was outside of the Packers' control as the Washington football team will be signing wide receiver Robert Foster off the Packers' practice squad into their 53-man roster. Uh, he's been a big play threat over his career, averaging 20.3 yards per catch in 26 career games with Buffalo. Um, with the addition of Burgess... Green Bay still has room on the 53-man roster. And with Lipscomb's release, along with Foster's departure, they also have two available spots on the practice squad. Uh, so whether it's a promotion to the 53-man roster or a new practice squad addition, there will likely be more roster moves to come this week. Uh, also this week, Aaron Rodgers gave an interview in which uh, I, I'm going to sum up what he said was Green Bay needed this loss. Uh, they were basically, what he said was, they were feeling themselves too much, um, and they needed to be humbled. They needed to be reminded that this takes hard work and that they can be beat at any time and that uh, no game is a gimme game. That being said, if you're going to find one this year, it might be the one coming up. Uh the Packers in week seven will be traveling to Texas, to Houston, to take on the Texans. Um, you know, ten things. We're gonna we're gonna look at the Packers wire from USA Today.com. We're gonna read through ten things to know about the week seven matchup with the Houston Texans. The Green Bay Packers are 4-1, and one, and they will go back on the road for a Week 7 battle with the Houston Texas, Texans, who are 1-5. This will be in Houston. The Packers are attempting to come back from that 28-point loss 
to Tampa Bay, 38-10, their first defeat of the season. And the Texans are still looking for their second win. Um, Here's everything you need to know about the Week 7 matchup between the Packers and the Texans. Start time, 12 p.m. Central Standard Time, Sunday, October the 25th at RNG Stadium in Houston, Texas. This game will be televised on Fox. They have the Packers a three-and-a-half point favorite. Uh, That's not very much. Last meeting was the Packers 21, Texans 13. That was back in 2016 when the Packers still had Jordy Nelson. That was December 4th, 2016. Um... And this was the second game of the Packers' six-game winning streak to end that season in snowy conditions at Lambeau Field. Aaron Rodgers tossed touchdown passes to both Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb to power the 21-13 victory. The Packers broke the 7-7 deadlock with a 98-yard scoring march in the third quarter. And Aaron Rakowski's short touchdown run Late in the fourth quarter, all but sealed the deal. Nelson finished that game with eight catches for 118 yards, and the Packers improved to 6-6 and went on to win their next four games. Uh, Last week, week six was a week to forget for both the Packers and the Texans. Matt LaFleur's team took an early 10-0 lead in Tampa Bay, but then watched Tom Brady and the Buccaneers score the game's final 38 points as I watched that as well. Heartbreaking. It was very upsetting. Uh, Rodgers took four sacks and threw two INTs, including a game-changing pick six. The Packer, the Bucks scored 28 points in the second quarter, leading to a dominant final three quarters. Todd Bowles held Rodgers to just 16 completions and 160 yards. He held him to 16 of 35. Those are not Aaron Rodgers' numbers. Those are, yeah, I'm going to pick on him. Those are uh, the Minnesota Vikings quarterbacks' numbers. Uh, I know the guy gets picked on enough, but those are not, those are not Aaron Rodgers' numbers. The Texans led the Titans by seven points with under two minutes left in Tennessee, but gave up the game-tying touchdown and then lost on a Derrick Henry touchdown in overtime. The Texans gave up 601 yards of total offense. See, if they're, they're giving 601 yards of total offense up to the Tennessee Titans, and nothing against the Titans. That's Ryan Tannehill. You're talking Aaron Rodgers. I think Green Bay is going to pick them apart, but that's just me. The Texans gave up 601 yards, uh, 364 passing yards to Ryan Tannehill and 212 rushing yards to Henry. Uh, Deshaun Watson threw four touchdown passes and the Texans converted 10 third. Uh, third or fourth downs, but it wasn't enough to take down the unbeaten Titans, who I still say is the team to beat in the AFC East, uh, or in the AFC, excuse me, more so even than the Chiefs. Um, 
The Packers have never lost to the Texans in Houston, winning both games against a franchise that was first established in 2002. Brett Favre's, Brett Favre's Packers beat the Texans in 2004, using a 13-point rally in the fourth quarter to win. And Rodgers threw six touchdown passes during a 42-24 victory in 2012. And I see that. That's the way Aaron Rodgers has been playing up until that Houston game. I see that as very possibly the score on Sunday. Overall, the Packers are 3-1 and one against the Texans. According to the team, the Packers have won their last six games in the state of Texas, including a win in Super Bowl uh, 45. No losing streaks. The Packers lost three regular season games in Matt LaFleur's first season. They responded with a win after each loss and averaged a winning differential of 12 points. Fresh off a 38-10 and 10 defeat in Tampa Bay in Week 6, the Packers will attempt to avoid the terms team's first losing streak under LaFleur on Sunday in Houston. Number 6. Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson. The Texans have one of the game's young stars at quarterback. Watson, now in his fourth season, has 13 touchdown passes and leads the NFL in yards per attempt entering into Week 7. His passer rating has finished over 100 in each of the last four games, including a 138.9 mark last week against the Titans. Watson can move and extend plays, and he's both accurate and creative. Those kind of quarterbacks, like a Russell Wilson and those guys, have given Packers defense trouble in the past. This could be no different. They could be in trouble. I don't think they are. I think this defense is a little different, and I think this uh, passing attack and, and this offense, including the run game with Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, they're – They'll score enough points to keep us in this, I think. The Texans aren't winning, but it isn't because of the quarterback play. Number seven, former Packer wide receiver Randall Cobb. Cobb, the longtime Packer receiver, signed in Houston after spending last season with the Dallas Cowboys. Through six games, Cobb has 22 catches for 277 yards and two touchdowns. He caught a short touchdown from Deshaun Watson on an extended play last week. He's been efficient, catching 78.6% of the targets and averaging 9.9 yards per target. The Packers will likely counter him with nickel corner Shandon Sullivan. We got an eighth. Team ranks. We're looking, we're breaking down statistics now. Statistical ranks for the two teams per pro football reference. Points per game, Green Bay 32.4, third in the NFL. Houston 24.3, 21st in the NFL. Points allowed per game, Green Bay 27.8, 20th in the NFL. Houston 30.3, 26th in the NFL. Takeaway differential, Green Bay is a plus one, that's 13th. Houston is a minus three for 25th in the NFL. Passing yards per game, Green Bay 257 for 14th. That last game really hurt them. Honestly, they were doing much better than that. Houston at 282 for third. 
Rushing yards per game, Green Bay is 139 rushing yards per game for seventh. As you saw last week, again, it was Derrick Henry. But Houston's run defense was susceptible at times. I think Green Bay could really beat them that way. I think Aaron Jones could be the star of this game, maybe more so than Aaron Rodgers. Um, so... Houston has 85, they're 31st, almost dead last in the league in rushing yards per game. Passing yards allowed per game. Green Bay allows, has allowed 231 passing yards per game for 14th in the league. Houston, 245 uh, for 21st in the league. Um, rushing yards allowed per game. Green Bay is, again, middle of the pack, 15th. They've allowed 116 yards per game. Houston has allowed 177. They're dead last in rush defense. And that's why I said what I said. Um, uh, the DV, DVOA rank is 12th for Green Bay. Houston, 15th. The PFF overall grade rank, 5th for Green Bay, 15th for Houston. Um Texas additions and departures. They have added running back David Johnson, the former Cardinals. Uh, Cardinal arrived in the DeAndre Hopkins trade. He has 469 total yards and three touchdowns. They add wide receiver Brandon Cooks. Uh, Delta Houston, the former Rams speedster, has 27 catches for 367 yards and two scores. Uh, Cobb, he signed a three-year deal after a good season in Dallas. Defensive lineman Ross Blacklock, the team's top pick, has four tackles and a tackle for loss in five games. But they lost wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, defensive lineman DJ Ryder, linebacker Carlos Hyde. Um, and safety Tayshawn Gibson. Ten injuries to know. David Bakhtiara with a chest injury. Um, he missed Wednesday's practice. Safety Darnell Savage missed Wednesday's practice with a quad injury. Tight end Robert Tanyan. Uh, the sprained ankle he suffered on Sunday forced him out of Wednesday's practice. Defensive lineman Tyler Lancaster. Uh, Packers run stuffer missed Wednesday's practice with a shoulder injury. The cornerback Kevin King, he practiced in a limited capacity on Wednesday. And running back Tyler Irvin has a wrist injury, He continues, which continues to keep him out of practice. Tight end Jordan Atkins is out for the Texans, uh, at, is injured for the Texans. He sat out of Wednesday's practice with a concussion and ankle injury. That's your big news. Listen, looking at the stats in the way – Derrick Henry is a beast, and I'm not going to take anything away from him. But if Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams can get going, they can spread that defense out, and then Aaron Rodgers can hit him deep. You saw it with the numbers that Ryan Tannehill had. I think Green Bay can have those numbers and maybe even greater in this game. I think you're looking at a score like they talked about from, from a few years ago. Um something like 42 to 21, uh, 42 to 20. 
I think Green Bay will pick them apart. I just think they are the better football team right now. Houston's getting better. They're building something great there. But, you know, you got J.J. Watt is getting older and, and these kinds of things. So we'll see what happens, where they go from here. But I, my prediction, 42-21 Green Bay. You heard it right here. Uh, the Cheese and Badgers show, weekly preview get show for Badger and Packer football. I'm your host, Isaac Schreiber. Thank you for listening. Go Packers. Go Badgers. Uh, have a great rest of whatever time of day it is. And one more time, go, go Pack Go. Go Badgers.